Good morning, Faith Family. We are excited to go further on some things we heard Dr. Moody say this past Sunday. And look, I got to I gotta say right out the gate, uh, Ryan, you and I were both out this week for yeah, different reasons. Yeah, uh, the uh, the sinus infection hit our family hard. So gotta yeah, love we had to miss being going to church on Sunday in person. Yeah. Weather changing, um, that happens. Yeah. I, I got to take Doc, my five-year-old, hunting for the first time in his life. That was so a special cool. experience. But I say that to say I'm thankful. I want to give a shout-out to the production team, Kurt Edgerton, who has been on this. Y'all probably know him, um, and just all the volunteers that make that happen because without it, um, man, it's just a gift to be able to go back and watch the sermon. And I'm glad I did because it was a, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed walking through Judges, and this sermon was no different because there's so much application to today's world and today's culture. Yeah, it was a really, I guess, start of the segue into Thanksgiving, you know, right. and, then, and then Christmas, just just a really cool time. Yeah, as we enter the holidays, uh, buckle your seatbelt, because there's going to be uh, a handful of sermons uh, as we walk through these judges that are going to meet us exactly where we're at. And so I'm excited about that. I hope you're excited about it. Um, but this one was no different. Um, it was all about Ehud. Am I saying that right? I think so. Ehud. Yeah. Uh, and Ehud, Ehud. Uh, regardless, <laughs> his name means I will give thanks. And timely message as we enter into uh, Thanksgiving next week. Funny how that works. Huh? Funny how that... Dr. Moody, did you plan that? Because <laughs> well done, sir. Um, so as we enter Thanksgiving, uh, here, here's something that stuck out to me. He said, it isn't... Thanksgiving, an attitude of gratitude, isn't necessarily deliverance from hardship, but it's deliverance in hard, hardship. Isn't that good? It's good. And, and I was thinking about that and the opportunity for us to hit pause next week and to be grateful for all the Lord has done for mm-hmm. us, um, mm-hmm. to gather around a table, have a meal, and everything that goes on at that place. Yeah. It, and, and speaking of meals, you know, we had communion on Sunday. That's right. Yeah. Uh, when COVID was at, was at its peak uh, in 2020, we actually had communion at the house led by my father-in-law a few times. And it led nice. me to a little bit of a research project around communion, just wanting to know exactly why and, and, and the history behind it and, and the meaning of it today. So I dug a little deeper on that and I, and I refreshed myself a little bit on that uh, and preparing for further this week. So the, this this theme of meals, though, if you, if you really look back into the Bible and even starting back in the Old Testament, this these theme of meals is just recurring. I mean, think back to the first meal in Genesis. Jesus invites humanity to a meal. It's it's he's invites them to spread order and, and beauty to the rest of creation in, in Genesis one, talking about the tree of life. Right? We all know about that, and it's the image of God's ultimate gift creation, an opportunity to share a meal, and you're sharing in goodness and life, but. Ab and Eve blew it, forfeited of that. They did. Yeah, yeah, right. So they forfeited our access to that in initial, that original meal. So how does humanity get back on good terms with God? Well, you'll see then, and, and again, going into the Old Testament even further, Israel has these meals, and uh, God invites Israel to become a kingdom of priests. He says in, in Exodus uh, nineteen and. You know, if it, the, the Jewish culture, it's one of this uh, cycle of feast where at these times they sit down and they remember, they give thanksgiving and, and, and praise and repentance. And so and also the meal also reminds Israel of the covenant he established with them and, and in a human way, right? Having that, that meal uh, with them. Uh, also uh, in Isaiah, God promises there would be a day when he would gather the nations to himself and invite them to a right. meal, right? Yes. And then you think about Jesus going into the New Testament again. 
meals show up around the time of Passover this one year. I think you've you've heard it before, where Jesus feeds thousands in this meal, right? In, in John 6. Yeah. But during that message, Jesus talks about how he is the true bread and he is the eternal life. It's not just this bread that you're eating or this wine that you're drinking. There's there's something better than that that you can have that's available to you. Then, of course, as, as we all know, if you're a follower of Christ, that the Passover before Jesus' crucifixion, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, you've, you've heard many different names of it. And mm. it talks about it in Matthew 26 and Luke 22. During the meal, Jesus connects the bread. He gives out, uh, connecting that to his body and, and the wine to his blood. Jesus invites the disciples to eat and drink in remembrance of him. So these meals just continue and continue throughout the Bible until now we have a new covenant uh, with Christ because of what was done uh, on the night uh, or on the day after that last supper. Uh, and, and, and just like the life he offers up, he rose from the, his death three days later and a new covenant was formed. So I just thought it was really cool uh, to do my own little research project and, and find out more about that because these meals and, and and why they're so important to think about Thanksgiving coming up uh, next week and and just the the sanctification that brings with that I love that um, Ryan I I put together something I want to pick your brain on. I want to pick y'all's brain on. Uh, please share your thoughts on this. I'm, I'm going to share it with you okay. uh, in the comments. And uh, I, I hope it's a resource for you because it was helpful for me. As I was listening to the sermon, I was with you just you know, reflecting on the importance of not only meals, but just uh, being thankful. Mm. And, and um, I, I put together this, for some reason, the the image kept coming to mind of the iceberg. Ah. Uh, and you remember uh, your in the business world, you've seen those little, uh, iceberg oh, illustrations. Yeah. And oftentimes what do you see at top? You see what w the visible part is anger and under the surface, there's all these different things. The iceberg can be used for so many things. There, there's so many <laughs> illustrations, right? And so not to overplay it, but that vision was in my head. And so I, I kind of started, uh, making some notes on that of what I heard in this past sermon. I want to share it with you. Kay. Give me your thoughts. Uh, because it's, it's an invitation for us this Thanksgiving to sit in the invisible, to sit in the things unseen, going on beneath the surface. And we have this unique opportunity at the Thanksgiving table, at this meal, to gather with family and to do that. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, the the observable you, the observable observable Ryan is, um, you know, that that's you. That's that is the real you. But what made you you is that I'm tripping all over my words. <laughs> I'm with what, you. what made you you is so much unseen. And so, so let's take you as an example. You know, you're you're a member of this faith family. You're uh, you've got a great career going on. Hard worker. Um, it's debatable, but say, say that's you and that's all people see, you know, obviously people want to see, uh, we want to be reflections of Christ, right. but say that's what they see. The things going on beneath the surface, the invisible things is, you know, I bet if I sat at your Thanksgiving table or sat at your Thanksgiving table, or you sat at mine, um, you would get to know me or us on a whole new level, mm -hmm. getting to know your in-laws, getting to know that crazy uncle, uh, whoever it may the be. The old stories getting brought yeah, up. I mean, there's so much beauty when we see sit around the people that God has positioned us around. Mm -hmm. And so taking stock, taking inventory of who the Lord has in your life, that is a beautiful thing. Um, and often it's an invisible thing. Um, so just pause in that is, is the encouragement. And then also not only our, our 
uh, blood family, mm. but our faith family, our church, our local church family. And the beauty in that, the mercy of being let into the fold, um, because the reality is all we like sheep have gone astray, but by his no grace, we have been brought in. Mm. And he paid that price for us to be uh, his bride mm. as the church. And so it is a great privilege to be able to be a part of this thing. Uh, and, and then also, if that's where we're positioned, the past and future mm. piece of it, of looking back on our past and, you know, again, professionally learning from life lessons and God's provision all in our life, um, probably could tell stories about all the Personally, things. Personally, learning yeah, from mistakes. I mean, so many yeah, things yeah. that God has taught us in our mistakes, right? Um but also remembering what it was like to be brought out of the things that held us in mm. bondage and slavery. And that was the story of Israel. Dr. Moody talked on this of, you know, there were two bodies of water, right? He brought Israel out of uh, Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage, and, and through the Red Sea. Mm -hmm. he, he provided a way through that. And then he also brought them into the promised land by leading them through the Jordan River. And so I, I think, of again, if there's two, the, the water's on both sides, and here's this iceberg in the middle, we, we have an opportunity to remember as we uh, sit, you know, uh, probably you'll be off getting some vacation time uh, next week. And so just sit in that and remember what the Lord has done for you, but also anticipate what the Lord's going to do, whether it be in 2022. Are you a goal guy? Oh are, yeah. Are, oh yeah. Are you a, uh, do you write down a new year's resolution? I, I have before. If I don't write it down, it's definitely mentally for sure. Well, so I'm, I'm the, I got my pen and paper and I'm thinking through ideas and I anticipate it with great joy yeah. of the year ahead. And you know, if, if you're like that, odds are you don't wait till what, December 30th, December 31st to do so. Right. You're thinking right. about it now as we approach the holidays, you're starting to plan out your year ahead and there's, there's resolve in that. I think that's a good thing. Oh yeah. And, and just excitement in that, but not only again, professionally, um, not only in the material things where the Lord has positioned you in, in your blood family, but also um, the glory ahead, the future mm. glory ahead and what he's calling us into, the sanctification process happening in our life, how he's calling us further into himself. Yeah, and yeah. That, what do you want to accomplish spiritually? Yeah, you know? and, and that's a beautiful, exciting place to be. And so, yeah. I, again, I, I put this together. I'm going to share it. it. It's cool. It's one thing to talk through it, but hopefully it's an encouraging thing for you guys. Um, just as you have this off time to sit and ultimately know that, hey, Dr. Moody said this, there's glory to be had. It's just not for you. Ooh, and, and strong. And that, I mean, that kicked me in the face yeah, <laughs> because when we think about an iceberg, there's so much that the Lord is doing behind the scenes, under the water. Um, yeah. under the surface. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you're reflecting this year yeah. or uh, on your year at this time and, and November, December coming up on new years, think about where you're at in that cycle, right? Yeah. He brought up the cycle of, of Israel and how they just keep going through it. Right. It's a continued downward spiral. Thankfully where we're at right now, we're living in the messianic age, right? Where Jesus has come to earth, sacrificed himself for our sins, justified us with, with God coming from obviously the word he has been the Messiah. Right. And on Sunday, Dr. He talked about how we all go through these same cycles that Israel went through during during the time of Judges. Unfortunately, we do, right? I mean, we are humans. Um, but you see, any sins that we commit along that cycle that we're in now are already forgiven, right? The pain that we feel in our gut after we commit a sin now versus then, whether this is a new sin, repetitive, habitual, small, big, the pain that we feel as believers is 
in, er, believers in Christ Jesus is that pain of knowing that we as Christians know what Jesus has done for us on the cross. We know he's been raised. We know we're justified. But it's like when we sin, we're putting, we're putting, we're consciously putting that on a shelf or, or under a rug or on the back burner of our brain and we're committing that sin. And then it's, guess what? As soon as it's over, we feel that pain, the guilt and the shame because we know it's, it's not that we, we, uh, just because we committed that sin, we're all of a sudden, uh, banished from God, right? Because Jesus is there. The pain that we feel is knowing that we want God in our lives, that we're thankful what Jesus did on the cross, that we have the Holy Spirit within us. And, but yet we just, we put that aside for now as humans, right? That's the pain we feel. But at the same time, especially again, around this time of Thanksgiving just makes us so grateful that the work has already been done. And, and the want that we have to overcome that sin through the Holy Spirit is because we just want to be closer to God. We're, right. we're thankful what Jesus has done. So think about that this year uh, or this time of year when you're coming up at, uh, you know, around Thanksgiving, you're sitting around with your family, like you That's talked right. about. Love that. Uh, so two, two calls to action for you. Uh, one is to sit in the invisible. Uh, again, we're going to share this with you and we hope it's encouraging to you, but also, you know, it's the holiday season. There's a lot of being the church taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, a A lot lot of things we know about, a lot of opportunities within home groups or whatever it is, a lot of great ministry taking place, being the hands and feet of Jesus. Um, but a lot of things we don't know about. So we want to invite you to, uh, share some of the opportunities to get involved and to serve and to, I mean, often the best time to, um, show our gratitude is to get out there and serve That's right, and, and to be a part of, uh, well, what we say every Sunday and that's go and be the church. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if, if you're, if you're doing something and need help, drop it in the comments, yep. or if you're looking for some way to help, drop it in the comments. And I bet you we'll get those two groups of people uh, connected yep. one way or the other. I love it. Hey guys, we want to invite you to go and be the church. Y'all have a great week.